Hi, this is Lifting Radio. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and I know that after this message, you're going to be lifted and inspired. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get notifications of new podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Family Emmanuel, and join our live services at www.livingspringchapel.org/live. You're all lifted. existing anointing. So I want to stand on the existing anointing this morning to bring forth this word. And I know that we are going to be highly blessed in Jesus' name. Some of the things I'll be saying this morning had already been said. But the word of God tells us that every matter shall be established by the mouth of two or three. So hear my own as the second mouth for the establishment of your miracle, and it shall be so in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this moment. We thank you, Father, for this world-lifting conference. We thank you, King of Glory, for the theme, the title of this conference. Your word says, not even a jot of this title shall fail. Father, we are asking, O God, that this theme will bring great manifestations in the lives of your people in the name of Jesus. He said he sent his word and his word healed and delivered. Father, let there be healings, let there be deliverances, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Cause your word to gain entrance into somebody's life here and let the light of your word bring forth a new dawn. Thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' glorious name, Lord, I pray. Our convention theme and text is taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 9. It says, Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. I want you to underline that statement, do I declare. Before, uh, please, I am a teacher, so put me more on the word than on my face. Before the spring forth, I tell you of them. Before the spring forth, I tell you of them. I want to start by saying that there are things that will not and will never happen until it is declared. There are things that will not and will never happen until it is declared. God says, I will do a new thing. And before it manifests, there must be a declaration. There must be a declaration. And there are many ways God causes such declarations to come. One is by putting the declarations in the mouth of his servant. And there have been several declarations ever since we started this conference. 
do is that he puts the word in your mouth. He puts the word in your mouth. Maybe as you are sitting down and the word of God is coming, he, he, he drops the word for you to declare. He said, I will give you words and I will give you wisdom such as that the enemy will not be able to resist you or gain say. Many times the enemy gains from what we declare. And when we declare it without wisdom. I will give you words, but I will also give you wisdom. So that when you declare it, the enemy cannot gain from what you say. Very many times, like I've said, the enemy gains from the things that we say. So, there must be a declaration. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 2. Verses 19 to 22, our pastor's son, Akimbo, uh, had uh, brought up these scriptures. The Bible says, it took Elisha to make a declaration to change the situation of the city that the people found themselves. If Elijah didn't make that declaration, the situation would have remained the same. So we are looking at the power of declaration, the power of saying it. Again, in 2 Kings chapter 7, in the city of Samaria, it took the declaration of Eli, Elisha to turn things, to turn the economy of Samaria round. So, we need to declare, we need to say the things that God puts in our mouth. I, I, I hope you know, we, we have been hearing of culture. Culture, you know, yesterday we heard of agriculture. Living Spring Chapel also had a culture. A culture of expecting a declared word. Very many years ago in Parliament building, when God gave me the grace to join this commission, my number was 232. Daddy used to give us numbers in those days. One of the cultures that our daddy taught us was the culture of expecting a declared word. And many of us still have that culture. Some people don't. He said, when a man of God is ministering, be very sensitive and attentive to when you know he's going to make a declaration. So he said, when the message is going on, all of us should be like goalkeepers, not strikers. He taught us that when the striker takes the ball this way, the goalkeeper faces that way. Takes the ball the other way, he faces that way with the hands open and ready so that once there is a shot, he catches how many of us still maintain that culture here? Praise the Lord. Because when a man of God comes, stands there to minister, certainly there are words that he's going to declare. And many of such words may not have been what he would have written on his notes. 
The Bible says it was so in the olden days that men of God speak. Men of God made declarations as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. Even this morning, the Holy Spirit is here to give me utterance to make declarations. And that which I declare shall find manifestations in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I am so confident of what I have just said. This morning, throughout this conference, I and my wife have been doing midwifery and mid-husbandry. <laughs> we have been taking deliveries of babies. And I want to announce to us that your assembly has had three convention babies. Our choir director should have been here. She was the one that opened the way. And then two nights, 3 a.m., another baby landed. I quickly sent the text to daddy. This morning, while we were preparing coming, we were in the labor room. And the call came. One of our members went to a health center where my wife is the head of that center. So they called that the way has opened, the head has engaged, but the lady has no strength to push. So they were running helter-skelter looking for this drug or the other. And then my wife said, if the strength is not there, then refer. So she had to put a call to a doctor to come and take her to a clinic and of course you know the end might be that she has to be sectioned but God had given me a message this morning and I said let me test this word <laughs> so I said I declare that strange strength shall come upon her and she will push that baby and the baby shall be brought out alive. I say, I declare this in the name of Jesus. I mentioned her name. I said, receive strange strength. So while we were dancing here, my wife touched me. While I'm still in the flesh. So it was like, what is she going to tell me about the thing? And she said to me, she has delivered a bouncing baby boy. Hallelujah. The strength of God is upon somebody here. To bring about your expectations in the name of Jesus. This morning, I have by the leading of the Holy Spirit, what somebody here must declare. And that should serve as the title of this brief sharing. And what is it? The dawn is my end. Can I hear you say that? The dawn is my end. You better declare it. Humans have their own timing. But God has his own timing. Humans have their own timeline. God has his own timeline. 
naturally and humanly, we all feel and think that a new day starts from the morning and ends in the night. True or false? What, that's our timing. That's our timeline. That a new day starts from the morning and ends in the night. That means from dawn to dusk. But God has a different timeline. God has a different timing. And I want to show us God's own timing. Genesis chapter 1 verse 5. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 5. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And the evening and the morning were the first day. You see that repeated in verse 8. You see that repeated in verse 13. You see that repeated in verse 19. You see that repeated in verse 23. You see that repeated in verse 31. So God's own timing is not uh, down to dusk. But his own is dusk to dawn. Meaning that God ends you in the dawn and not in the night. God ends you in the dawn and not in the night. Psalms 30. Psalms 30. Let's look at verse 5. Psalms 30 and verse 5. For his anger endureth but for a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night. But God will end you in the morning. God will end you in the dawn. And the Bible says, but joy comes in the dawn. I used to say this, and I believe it very strongly. When a church or a pastor puts up a program, one of the things that is needed for that program is the theme of that program. And there are two ways these themes come. One is that God has what he wants to do. So he puts it in the heart of his servant to declare it as a theme. The other reason is that the servant of God may have a burden in his heart for the people, for the church. And so it becomes his request and desire before God. And so it comes as a theme of such a program. So I want to believe either of these is the case when we had it declared by our daddy the Lord that this year's World Lifting Conference shall be new down. So that we will know where God wants to drop us off. The enemy may want to drop you off in the night. The enemy may want you to end in the night. The enemy may want your end to be in the night 
But God wants your hand to be in where? In when? In when? So God wants your own hand. He wants that issue to end in the dawn. Weeping may endure all through the night. But God will end up whatever that is the cause of the weeping. He will end it when? In the dawn. And what is the dawn? Joy. Joy. Manifestations. Great achievements. Great accomplishments. Progress. Whatever that you think is right is where the Lord wants to end us. So by this declaration, the dawn is my end. I believe God will be delivering somebody from the scourge of wrong timing. From the scourge of the wrong timing. I believe that the Lord will set a new and set a time for somebody here in the name of Jesus. Either he sets you a time or a new time. Or a new time. Why must I make this declaration? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Why must I declare that I will end in the dawn? This issue, this case will end in the dawn. I have a divine timing. Why must I make this declaration? Look at it. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. So that is why I and you must declare that the dawn is my end. The dawn shall be my end. This issue shall end in the dawn because it is what you declare that God will give to you to give you an expected end what is your expected end this morning what is your expected end about that case Ecclesiastes chapter 3 let me share one, one thing here with us Ecclesiastes chapter 3 Let's read verses 1 and 2. Why must I make this declaration? Why must I hold to the theme of this convention, the new dawn? He said, to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Verse 2, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plug to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to burn and a time to die. But you must know when and how you must end and declare it. He said to Abraham, you live to a good old age. And what is a good old age? An old age that is not managed with drugs. I like that one. So I have been declaring it. A good old age. There are people that are old. They are not on drugs. 
that people that are old, they don't wear glasses. All parts of their body functioning, it might come down, but it's still functioning. Not as to place them on drugs every day. If you're here on drugs, I pray that the Lord will deliver you in Jesus' name. So, you need to declare what your end is going to be. Even when on the issue of death, I was born into a church or a Christian faith that we believe that 70 and 80 is how that we will end. Until I found myself in this commission and my mentality changed. I had the understanding that that is even a Moses psalm, not David. And it is a lamentation, not a declaration from God. And daddy led us to Genesis 6-3. From that day, I said, wow, I can't die young. He said, 120 shall be what? So what is, how are you ending? Even in death. But I know that you are not dying. Some time ago, a footballer died in Nigeria. His name was Sam Okwaraji. And a journalist, Dan Agbese, wrote in Newswatch about him knowing when to die. <laughs> knowing when to die. As prophetic as Sam Okwaraji was, if he died in his home or on the road by accident or by whatever other means than he died, the national honor that they gave him, they wouldn't have given him. But you know where he died? Active service. <laughs> on the field. A time to born and a time to die. You can declare your end how it is going to be. You can declare, declare the end of that issue how it is going to end. Man will end in the dawn, and the dawn is joy. Recently, we had the news that my governor lost the father. And I quickly remember Dan Agbese's message. I said, mm, knowing when to die. <laughs> I said, the man knows when to die. Yes, the son is rich. But there will certainly be, a, certainly be a difference between how he would have been buried when the son wasn't a governor and how he's, how he's going to be buried now that the son is a governor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. And let's see something here. I returned... And I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor, favor is here, to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to them all. But time and chance happened to them all. Please hear this. A wrong time will create a wrong chance. 
<laughs> if a wrong time happens, it will present a wrong chance. If it is at the right time, it creates the right chance. And let me bring it down to us. Alakai chapter 3, verse 11. If you have the New Living Translation, can let us have it. Malachi chapter 3 verse 11. I want to bring it down to us here. Some of us don't know why we must pay tight. One of our guest ministers, Bishop Emma Song, you know, tried to clear our minds about what the world is trying to do today what the other side of the world is trying to do to move us away from that which God commands. So let's look at Malachi chapter 3 verse 11. Have you seen it? He said your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and disease and your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Your vine will not bring forth fruits at the wrong time. If your vine brings fruit at the wrong time, it creates a wrong chance. It is a wrong opportunity. What led to God saying this? Verse 10 of it says, Bring ye all tithes and offering into my storehouse. He said, Try me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven, if I will not open up right opportunities. So many have opportunities, but they are wrong ones, especially the time such opportunity comes. When I read this scripture, my mind went back to the two sons of Isaac, Esau and Jacob. And I know that the reason why Esau lost that opportunity was that he was not a tither. <laughs> Esau wasn't a tither. Jacob was a tither. How do I know this? Because he says in Malachi chapter 3, bring you all tithes and offering into my storehouse so that there shall be meat, there shall be food in my house. Now, a time came, opportunity came for Esau to have received the blessing of the father. And he called him secretly and said, make me venison such as I love, so I will eat and bless you. And we are told Esau was a hunter. How are you a hunter? And you didn't have a storehouse. So 
So it means every hunting he went for, he did what? <laughs> he finished everything. He didn't tight because when you tight, then there is something in the storehouse. When opportunity comes, when the chance comes, there is something in the storehouse to make you queue to the time. Otherwise, the time becomes a wrong time. But the brother had a storehouse. Because the story says that when Esau heard this, he ran to the bush. But luckily, the mother heard and he said to Jacob, sure you have been paying your tithe now. And here is an opportunity. Here is a chance that has happened to you. So go to the storehouse and bring a good. Let me prepare food for your father so you get the blessing. You know, he said, I will open the windows of heaven and I'll pour you a blessing. That's why when Esau told the father, he don't finish. The father said, it is a blessing. <laughs> a blessing for an opportunity. A blessing for a chance. So, because Esau had no storehouse, when you don't pay your tithe, you don't have a storehouse for your timely, for that timely opportunity. So many have lost great opportunities in life because of this, what we term, very simple and single commandment. And I think our daddy had emphasized it. So many people are out, even some men of God, preaching against tithe. They are preaching against your divine timing. Time and chance happens to them all. But it could be a wrong time. And if it is a wrong time, it creates a wrong chance. And people create time also for themselves. So how many of us are here? Can you help me turn to your right and to your left? Ask somebody, do you have a storehouse? <laughs> do you pay your tithe? There are some that pay their tithe and they don't pay correctly. Some pay, they pay negotiatingly. Father, you know, this, this month, <laughs> this month, there are a lot of things, so I will make it next month. You are negotiating and it's dangerous to negotiate with, with God. Remember the story of the people that were employed early in the day, at the ninth hour, the, and then, and then, and then. You know what happened to the people that worked from morning? They negotiated with God. Because when, it's, when the master said, go in and walk, he said, God, what do you pay? Let's talk now. <laughs> Money for hand, back for ground. So they enter into negotiation. They would have allowed the master to determine 
praying. Not you negotiating. Father, as I enjoy, join this protocol, I want you to do this for me. Eh? Okay. <laughs> so that's why when the payment time came and they came complaining, they said, ah, why are you complaining? That's what we agreed at our negotiation. <laughs> that's what we, you bargained for. Very many times through our tithe, we bargain ourselves out of God's blessing. Not that you don't pay tithe, but you pay it bargainly. It says bring all, not some. Those who bring some, well, I pray that the situation of Ananias and <laughs> could not be your own situation. But what am I saying? Tithing is one of God's principles that brings about the right time that facilitates or makes God to facilitate the right timing for every activity that will be a blessing to us. I have seen people who have money, have the business sense, but go in into the business at the wrong time. I have a cousin of mine. He worked in Central Bank. Got retired. Had his uh, gratuity. And came back home. To start a business. And he went into poultry. The money was there. And in Central Bank. Before you retired. They would have given you. Uh, about some months of orientation on what to do after retirement. So it would have been a good uh, good plan, good knowledge and everything. But do you know he started the business I mean in the village, state of the art poultry. Everything farmhouse, water, everything set. Soon after he put in the boats and it was close to the time for them to lay. Bed flu syndrome. That came. <laughs> so, somebody had to, for, for the, the bed start, started dying. So, for him not to lose all, somebody had to come in from above and price the birds below what he had invested in. What are we talking about? God is able to facilitate a right time to give you a right chance. To give you the right opportunity. And one of the things, one of the principles that God makes use of for what I have just told you is the principle of tithing. But I am paying my tithe. Something is not coming now. God knows the right time. He knows the right time. He said everything that happens at his own time is always beautiful. So you keep paying it. You know what you are doing? You are creating a storehouse for the right time of that blessing. Esau had no storehouse 
because he was either a non-tighter or a bargaining tighter or a negotiating tighter. But Joseph was a tighter. So he had a storehouse. Bring me all tithes and offerings so that there may be food in my house. So when the opportunity comes, it meets with a divine preparation, a divine time. This morning, I want to say to somebody, if you never was a tither, if this is the only message that must enter your head in this world lifting conference, please let it be so. Let it be so. I want us to declare our end. I said, I came here so we might declare the dawn is my end. The dawn is my end. In John chapter 21 verses 1 to 2, the Bible says the disciples, Peter and the rest of them, toiled all through the night and they caught nothing. But when God's own time, he is called the beginning and the end. He begins in the evening and ends in the dawn. But humans begin in the dawn to end in the evening. And the evening gets to the night. Weeping endures for a night. Joy comes in the morning. So the Bible says when he appeared in the morning, he said to them, throw your nets. You know the story. In the book of Luke chapter 5, the same thing. Again, they toiled all through the night. But the God of the dawn appeared in the dawn and said to them, and Peter said, oh God, we have our own timeline. Jesus said, shut up. I have my own timeline. And I am manifesting at my right time. This is the dawn. So through your net. Scripture says they threw their net. And you know the story. I want us to rise on our feet this morning. I want you to declare this word. You may not have any other prayer point to tie to it. But just to say, oh Lord, my, the dawn shall be my end. The dawn the dawn means joy shall be my end. Let me say this. In case the enemy had given you a wrong timing, God can set a new time. He said, behold, I declare a new thing. That's why it is called the new dawn. If there is anyone here, your life had been operating on wrong timing. The devil can also set time for people. But the Lord Jesus is here going to reset that time. So you can also pray, oh God, reset my time. Many times ministers of God will plan programs and call it fighting, I mean, uh, praying against, against near success syndrome. Esau suffered near success syndrome <laughs> because of wrong timing. So I want you to pray. Father, whatever wrong timing that would have been, would have been uh, set for me by this convention, 
Lord, reset that time. Please open your mouth and make that declaration. Oh, Lord and my God, Father, every wrong timing that would have been set against me. Oh, a man of God just spoke this morning that your threat can become an advantage. There are people that have certain sicknesses that come at a particular time. And they'll tell you once it rolls to December, once it rolls to so-so-so month, the thing comes again. There had been a satanic time, a wrong timing set for you. I want you to use your mouth this morning. As I stand up by the word, the theme of this convention, and I reset that time, it shall no more be my time of affliction. It shall be my time of joy. It shall no more be my time of pains. It shall become my time of gains. Declare your end. Declare your time. The dawn shall be my end. Joy comes in the dawn. Joy shall be my end. Success shall be my end. Victory shall be my end. Declare your own. He said, I know the third thing towards you. Not a thought of evil, but of peace. To give you an expected end. How is your end expected by you? As you declare, so shall it be in the name of Jesus Christ. Please hear this before I go down. I don't know who is here. You have a particular issue that goes and resurfaces again. Sometimes a sickness, when they pray for you, it looks as if it has gone. But before you know it, it resurfaces. Maybe a pain, maybe a wound that will get healed. And after some time, it opens up again. This convention, God will give you total healing. The woman with the issue of blood would have suffered what I've just described. But when she appeared before Jesus, he said, woman, your faith has made thee whole. There is holistic healing. Holistic deliverance. Not the one that goes and comes. I want you to make this prayer very seriously if you are the one that this prophecy or this word is coming to. That thing that used to go and resurface again by what my father in heaven showed to me this morning as you open your mouth and declare that Lord today I receive a final healing, a final deliverance, a total healing, a total deliverance. This thing shall not show up again. This disease shall not show up again. 
this affliction shall not show up again. Has the word of God not said affliction shall not rise again the second time? I don't know who is here, but God is giving you a holistic healing, a total healing, a complete healing. Few seconds, I want you to make that your prayer this morning. That thing that used to show up, used to pop up, Perhaps you would have been given testimonies about it. I'm just trying to declare so that that person will know that this it is him or her. You would have given a testimony about it only for it to show it again. Affliction shall not rise again the second time. If you're that person, I want you to stretch your hand towards this altar as I make this declaration. I'll do a new thing. Before it manifests, he said, I will declare it. Stretch forth your hand here. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare as you showed to me, that person that has been having this issue, going and coming, going and coming, that wound that would have gotten healed, and before you know it, it shows up. That sickness, that disease, that pain, that illness that goes and to show up again. I stand on this platform of God's anointed servants. I declare to you right now an end has come to that phenomenon. An end has come to that phenomenon. As God heals you now, you shall not see it again. That affliction shall not show up again. You are made whole by the word of the Lord Jesus. I declare you healed and totally healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Mighty name, I declare. Please put your hands together and have your seats. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and ensure you subscribe to get more podcasts to keep you on the success track. While others say there is a casting down, for you that you'll be a lifting up. I love you.